0: Ready Check Radio What's up internet, it is Tuesday, it is 7pm Eastern And we're here on twitch.tv slash readycheckradio So that could mean only one thing, it's time for snow. Dou- snow- <laughs> Yeah. Seriously, I've done this before. I don't know if you have know, but I've done this before. That must mean it's time for Snowbound, the Blizzard podcast, where we talk about World of Warcraft, Diablo, Overwatch, Hearthstone, Starcraft, Diablo Immortal, whatever the hell Blizzard's doing. We're going to talk about it. We've got a lot to cover today, and we're going to cover some of our favorites. Our favorites. It's time... Shadowlands has been out for long enough. Now it's time that we can have favorites that include Shadowlands if need be. So we'll go through that as well. But first up, joining me to go through all of it, Mr. Dom Greco, aka Zista. What's up, sir? How's it going? I can't complain. Doing? I can't complain. Oh God, mm-hmm. what do you got now? What do you what, what, what? do you all got right. now? The long con for finally getting Mike Byrne to join your guild. <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) silent chaos guildmate status that is me that is me that is me yep running finally got you finally got me so ran some mythics we'll be doing some uh raiding this weekend yeah 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 it'll be fun it'll be fun uh no indie today uh indie was scheduled to be on Hope everything's okay. Haven't heard from her, but uh she wasn't wasn't here for showtime. So it's just gonna be the two of us. So excuse the blank host. She's here in spirit. The, there's her Twitter. You can follow her Twitter uh and give her some some thumbs up and some views and the twitches and, and all of that stuff. So yeah. Oh yeah, I've been Horde for a number of weeks now, Missy. Before I joined their guild, yeah. And and I have multiple hordes anyway. But anyway, hordes i have multiple hordes, <laughs> yeah, hordes, <are> hordes. <laughs> i have multiple hordes z-z, 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 z-z. all right anyway we've got a lot of stuff to cover if you're watching the show on youtube or listening on our spotify make sure you head on over to readycheckradio.com that's r-e-a-r-r-a-i-d-e-o raid e-o come on over follow all the socials there and if you can make it live, again, every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern, come hang out and chat, just like they're all giving me some uh, some shit right now. So you could be a part of that, too. Head on over. But, uh, Dom, we got a lot to cover. So first, let's get to some—I I, kind of did this in a certain order, right? We are going to okay. talk about the data mine cinematic. Now, technically, we could have talked about that last week, but we made a judgment call. Because it had just broken like the night before or the day of the show or whatever it was. Uh, yeah. And we opted not to talk about it. You know, if you wanted to get that data mine cinematic and watch it and go ahead and realize that there could potentially be a spoiler there, uh, then that was on you. We did not want you walking blind into a show with a news story you hadn't seen and smack you with spoilers. Now that it's been out for a week, we are going to talk about a little bit. I guess I'll put the spoiler tag on it, but in my personal opinion, I don't think there was too much in this trailer. I really didn't see coming as potential options for the story, but we'll put the spoiler tag on it for a second. But we're not going to start off the show that way. We're going to talk about something else first, give you a chance to listen, mute, and then come on back if you don't, for some reason, really, really just don't want to see that cinematic. So that is your warning. That's coming up in about four to six minutes-ish. Uh, first up, in-game though, we did have some updates. Some of them uh, a little, you know, I don't quite know where to feel on this one. This is, First up, the in-game advertising policy in uh, mm-hmm. World of Warcraft was updated. For those of you that kind of don't know what the hell I'm talking about and or maybe thinking ads for products and stuff, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the selling of mythic plus runs for in-game gold and things like that using the group finder tools uh to actually sell those items to offer those now they've been in the game for a little while now it isn't anything new and we're going to talk about whether you know you think this type of service should be okay in the game itself separately we'll set it aside for just a second because first, we want to know, let you know that the policy has now changed. It was updated on the Blizzard site to say that selling items and services for gold is allowed, but can only be advertised in-game through the Trade Chat channel. Advertisements are not allowed in Group Finder. That's the new piece update. Of course, selling items for real-world money is still strictly forbidden. They're talking about for in-game gold. The group finder is intended to help players find active groups that are being formed and advertisements make it difficult to find relevant groups. Accounts that are used for the primary purpose of advertising these services may be closed. So they'll just, they could ban those accounts. Ultimately, I don't know of anybody besides People advertising for these things in uh, the group finder, Zista, that is probably going to have too much of a problem with this particular policy change by itself.
1: Yeah, this uh, this I think is a very needed change, very needed change. Because I'd be sitting there looking for runs for Castle Denathrio, especially on like the holiday break when we weren't raiding and stuff like that, and I have to filter through thirty different you know, join my guild, here's our group thing, you know, and it's one person sitting in the thing. And it's like, it's really hard to find a group for like actual doing stuff, like the purpose of the group finder. You know, I know not everybody uses it, but it's a really useful tool when you do. And I honestly, I don't use it very often, but when I want to use it, I'm deterred from using it because it's just filled with spam. Now that that's going away or gone now, like, it's gonna be a much better experience, I think.
0: Yeah, and while this was happening, you had some interesting side effects go on. So you can read all about this on Reddit. Wowhead also did a piece that links to all the Reddit pieces as well. Uh, but Gormor, uh, who actually leads the Azeroth sales community, uh, kind of posted a bunch of stuff. And I hesitate, hesitated to really get into this, but I know how it's resolved uh when you get into this type of stuff you're usually taking the person that's telling the story you have their side of it and then you have blizzard who doesn't say anything right so it's i was banned and i was a good boy i was a good girl and blizzard if they made a comment would probably be like you know no you weren't <laughs> but <laughs> um i i know how this one gets resolved so i'm a little more comfortable digging into this one uh on the show here so gormor uh reported that they lost that he lost like over 100 million gold because they had an account banned. Uh, now initially there was the story of um, wasn't able to like communicate and so reached out to the team and then got, oh yeah, we've opened up the, this ability for you to chat again but by the way, this is a an account that uh, advertises and we're banning that. now when that happened, this policy had not been publicly shared yet, so they were uh, Gormer was being proactively banned for a policy that they could not have known about yet. It was right. it wasn't updated on the website. It wasn't communicated communicated via Twitter or anything like that. I um, think
1: even the website was broken for, yeah. for a number of times. <laughs> yeah, well, too. the last
0: week has been, including today, has been a lot of DDoS fun for for yeah. uh, for Blizzard. They're loving that, I'm sure. Um uh, mm-hmm. now there was like there was no contesting of like I don't dis I disagree with the new rule and you know, all this stuff. The resolution, by the way, was Gormer did get the account back. They put it on a 14 day ban instead of a perma ban and they'll get it back. Now I don't even agree that it should be fourteen day banned. Uh Blizzard certainly has the right to change the policies. Absolutely. One 100- hundred I mean, even if it's a policy change I don't happen to agree with and this one I do. Um uh, they still have the absolute right to change the policies. But I'm very happy that they reverted this kind of gotcha ban <laughs> uh off of off of the of Gormer Zista because this could have this could have opened up the the door, set a little bit of a precedent going forward for the potential banning of accounts for policies that had not been made publicly available yet. And I don't think that's a road you really want to go down.
1: Yeah. I feel like it's the warning shot you know you you take yeah you hit somebody big and then you know everybody pays attention you know and then you know they could backtrack backpedal a little bit and be like okay we'll, we'll lift it but just this once and then everybody else is you know like okay we really can't do this they're not messing around so it may maybe it was a little of that
0: Now, there's a lot more minutia in that story. So like I said, check out Reddit, check out Wowhead, because there was some going back and forth with different customer service people, and the way that one person would interact was very different from the next one. There were allegations of other people breaking the policy after it was made public, only getting warnings while Gormer's account was banned prior to the policy being made public. So there's a lot of minutia, and I really don't want to get into that part. But the overall uh, story, uh, I think warranted a little bit of discussion here uh, and so now I think that brings us down to the question itself we both agree Zista that this is a good thing particularly for the group finder uh, mm-hmm. the group finding tool but are you okay with gold boosting services being uh, sold in game You know, whether it's trade chat or whatever Uh, Now that it's not obscuring the purpose of another tool, as a concept, are you okay with people selling Mythic Plus runs, or raid carries, or or arena carries, or whatever the hell uh, they may be selling in these services? Again, we're not talking about real money here. That is forbidden. I don't even have to ask. Both of us are against that type of thing. But in-game gold, um, or in-game items.
1: It's people's own gold. I think they should be able to do what they want with it. I know a couple people personally that are in, you know, mythic raiding groups that sell runs. The I think uh, last expansion selling mythic Jaina clears uh, that drop the mount. They drop two mounts. If your entire guild has the mount, they drop for whoever doesn't own the mount. So as long as you fill the group with everybody that does not have the mount, for example, and then you put two carries in there that you you're selling the mount for like they're guaranteed to get them out you know you get the gold all that and then you know so they made a fortune and it's stuff like that especially in mythic rating tiers uh higher where you know consumables and all these things are so expensive for them to be able to maintain some way for them to stock up and and build up a guild bank to actually have some funds i think is very useful uh i think I think there's nothing wrong with it at all. I think it's it's a very useful service for people if they want to take their time to help run the community through it, and then the community is willing to pay for it. I don't see any problem with it. But all right, I'm going to give you a counterpoint.
0: I'm going to give you a counterpoint. Um. They do this in Final Fantasy XIV as well, they, they do it in, you know, any MMO of note has somebody, whether it's in a trade chat or whether it's secret and not done publicly like that, this type of stuff happens uh, in MMOs. So obviously we're not going to see a tool put in the game for this. Uh, because Blizzard, I'm sure, does not want to get into a number of things. one being, you know, advocating this type of thing publicly by building a separate trade channel or or whatever uh, or tool. But then also the the idea of then they have to police it, right? If these transactions go bad, then they have to step in because they're taking place in a tool. And I'm sure Blizzard doesn't want to get any part of that. They kind of go, look, it's your money. a a trade of gold for a mythic run is just as risky as you you trading with somebody you don't know if you're not paying attention you're not going to get what you paid for that's on you um so fine (sighs) looking at this from the new a new player perspective though i think there is a downside to it like from for you and i and, and players watching this show or shows like it it probably probably don't care. You either use the service or you don't. You don't care. You know, I need a carry, I or I would never pay for a carry. Whatever. Yeah. Your your subject, your view is. I think for newer players though, this this does have a little bit of a downside in my opinion. When you see high-end game content being sold I think maybe it puts a bad flavor in your mouth on the viability of that content. Like, am I gonna be able to do that when I get there or am I gonna have to pay for it? Or even the the question of, when it's time for me to do that, if my friend and I who are enjoying this game together wanna start running five person dungeons, are we gonna be able to get three players who just wanna go run the mythic dungeon and and I know we're talking generally about higher mythics here, you know, your your 12s, 13s, 14s, 15s, that type of deal. We're not talking about twos and threes, but a new player doesn't maybe know that distinction. Is anybody yeah. going to want to run these things with me for free just to run them, or am I going to have to pay somebody, particularly if every trade chat is spammed with that type of thing?
1: hmm yeah, no, I, I totally understand that. Because there's there's a lot of aspects of this game too that Blizzard does not explain very well. Like at all. Like the like for example, how exactly the uh the, the vault works. Like there's there's a, a uh, UI in there, but there's so many people that are yeah. confused with how the vault actually works. That unless you're looking up this information on a third-party site, you're gonna be very, very confused. Like it's just the UI is not informative enough to explain it perfectly. There's so many questions around it. So like I feel new players in general have a very hard time grasping, and you lose them right away. Like WoW seems to be built on the the fact that somebody. In your group of friends, at least knows what's going on and can trickle that information down the like down the chain as it goes. Um, so many people have come to me and they're like, "I just don't understand this system. How does this work? How does that work?" That and yeah, I could totally understand Mythic Pluses and and stuff being that exact thing, like having to to wonder if you can do this on your own or if you're going to need high level people to do it. Like imagine coming to the game and like everybody's telling you, "Oh yeah, you got to get you know or not that you have to get, but yeah, we ran a 15 key this, and you're sitting there and you're, you're struggling and you, you struggle to get like a five or a six done. Yep. You're going to be very discouraged. So yeah, I I totally understand I, that. I also that think that
0: though, there's a, probably a lot of it that's like Blizzard isn't banking on the new player anymore. They haven't been for a while. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're banking on the money coming from the us's of, of the world. Um, well,
1: like Exile's Reach though was a great, Like new introduction for players to understand that, but there's a lot of, but then there
0: was no advertising for Shadowlands, yeah. You you know, yeah, you didn't see it. There's a lot of systems
1: that are in place that you just it's very hard to understand unless you know what you're doing already or can get that information elsewhere.
0: Yeah, generally, I don't have a problem with it. I have a problem when it gets spammy and annoying, and in which case, I just turn off trade chat anyway, so it doesn't really matter to me.
1: I don't know if this exists, but I would like to see maybe an add on. That would cover some of that stuff. Like if somebody's looking for a carry, or if somebody wants a carry and is willing to pay X amount of gold, that people come in like, maybe, maybe there's some add-on creator out there that can make something like that. Oh, you know, the other like piece that I wanted to
0: I wanted to counter to you was the idea that it's in-game gold. Great, but the token exists. Mm-hmm. Um, so is it really just in-game gold um, mm-hmm. when you can buy the token? Sell it, yeah, and get the gold that way, and essentially you have kicked it all off with a real money transaction. Ultimately, yeah. I agree with you. I really don't have a problem with it. Uh, I would never use it. It just feels icky to me. Um, mm-hmm. I'd rather just if I need to pay to get something done like that, then it's like okay, it's a fucking game. I'm just it's God's will. I'm just not meant to do it.
1: <laughs> There's some people that really want you know if it's a cosmetic item that's a limited window, like for example True. the. 15 mythic 15 keystone mount right you have to run all the mythic 15s within a set amount of time you know you have to finish the timer on the 15s to get them out that is only available while the first raid tier is current content once the second raid tier comes out season one's over you can never get that mount again so there's a bit of pressure people want that i want that mount you know like i'm starting to run 10s and 12s now you know so like I'm, I'm still a little ways off. I, I feel like I'll be able to get there without having to pay granted. I have some friends in some higher places that are able to help out, but right. you know, like I, I don't feel like I have to pay for that service, you know?
0: Yeah. If you get spammy, I just block you and I turn trade chat off anyway. So yeah, who cares? You want to,
1: you want to run a 15 key later?
0: Uh, I, let's do it right now. Let's queue it up. I'll put it in the B roll <laughs> slide and <laughs> let's do <Aha>. it. <laughs> All right. Fair warning. We're going to go into the very quickly into the Sylvanas thing. There's not like a whole lot to talk about here, but uh, so last week if you're
1: all caught up on the story too. Like it's no longer data mine. Like it's in the game. Yeah, so. it's in the
0: game. It's in the game yeah. now. Last week it was data mined, but it's in the game uh, after, what was it? After Torghast uh, twisting corridors, um, mm-hmm. right? Corridors. Yes. That's what it, it happens yeah, after that quest, in the story yep. event. Yep.
1: Layer one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, So we're going to show the trailer. There's not going to be sound below here, so you won't hear what's going on, but you can see this in the game now. Last week during the show, it had just been data mined. We've got a scene between Sylvanas and the jailer, and then uh, Anduin and Sylvanas. Uh, Pretty short scene, about a minute or so long that uh, does have some nice visual callbacks to Wrath of the Lich King, uh, mm. particularly with Sylvanas holding the sword out horizontally. And uh, Yeah, I don't know. But the basic gist of it was that, hey, the Jailer has some plans for Anduin to become part of the team. Be part of the team. Come on, do it. And Sylvanas basically, having not been able to convert Anduin over to Uh, being part of the team, not being able to convince him to come of his own free will, now has to make a decision where she either uh, lets him go or converts him against his will. Um, Of course, it ends on a cliffhanger. (laughs) Of course it does. Of course it does. Of course it does. what do you think of the scene itself? Zista? I actually really love this cinematic for, for yeah, the grand I, minute and six seconds or whatever that it was.
1: I knew we weren't covering it last week. So I stayed yeah. clear of it when I saw, you know, the cinematic league. I'm like, I'll get there when I get there. Like I've been keeping up with the story. Like as of right now, I'm caught up to the story with the exception of today's stuff that like, you know, so after the show today, I'll catch up with my, my, um, Rub and Dreth uh, final campaign arc or whatever. But, like, other than that, I'm completely caught up. So, I was actually taken aback when this happened. I was really invested as, like, I was at the edge of my seat, like, leaning into my monitor, <laughs> like, as this was going. This was really, really interesting for me because I wasn't <laughs> expecting it. It was almost like there was a, a cutscene. Really? Scene for you finishing. weren't expecting
0: this? I wasn't. No. Because I honestly thought this was one of, like, the four or let's say the one of the three easy paths to take the story initially was to well, set up like this type me, of scenario. I'm,
1: I'm sitting here watching and I'm like, all right, well we're saving these people every week, so it didn't even like cross my mind that we're that not going to save one. one of them. Yeah. You know, like I just assumed we were going to get them all. So, and then I was actually when I started getting a little suspicious of it was when it was we saved what was it? Thrall last week? I think it was.
0: I the, uh I don't remember the order. Uh yeah, the first one was Jaina yeah. Bane. Yeah, I think thrall. it's Thrall. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So we we save Thrall, and the way it was going was we have um save the person. The week, oh, yeah. the ba- next it was week Bane, was Bane Jaina,
0: Thrall. You're right. You're right. You're right.
1: Yeah. So it's it's we save the person or we find a clue, save the person. Find a clue, save the person. So I was expecting this week to be find a clue, and then I find out this is the end of the, the Torgas story? Like, like, what's going And then that's when I started getting a little suspicious of it. So yeah, I, I'm just saying like, overall, when this first started, no, I didn't expect Anduin to like, I didn't expect this at all. I expected to save everybody. Here's but this the, week I a little suspicious.
0: Here's the little cliffhanger part that I do like, that I, you know, I, I don't know. They could go a couple different ways with this, I think. The, uh, yeah, Missy, we, we got that. Bane, Jaina, Thrall. Um, Anduin points out, kind of asks, like, why why are you giving me this stupid choice? You know that's not yeah. even a choice. Why, wait a minute. And it kind of dawns yeah. on him. He says, it's the choice you never had. Despite all your grand designs, there's still some shred of your mortality haunting you. As if the Banshee Queen hasn't entirely eclipsed the Ranger General. And all Sylvanas says is, don't. Is there a Shred in there still? Or are we getting played here a little bit? Or is Anduin getting played here a little bit?
1: I definitely think there is. But so my my theory with all of this is that Sylvanas is playing the Jailer. Um, that
0: That's a dangerous she, game. Dangerous game. It
1: is. It is. But And she can't let on to anybody else because the Jailer's watching her. Because you see how the Jailer's already watching everybody in Orbo. So mm-hmm. we have no idea how long she's been involved with the jailer and how long the jailer has been watching her. So for her to like do everything that she's done in the burning of the world tree, all that stuff, if the jailer was watching her the whole time, she would be doing all these actions without being able to tell anybody and without, you know, so it really has to seem like she's she's turning on everyone. But if she's playing the jailer, maybe I, I, like, I don't know what her endgame actually is with I that. I mean, the endgame
0: has to be a serious you know. payoff at that point yeah. for all the murder yeah. and atrocities that you yeah. were willing to commit to basically keep the con going, so to speak. Yes. Maybe and I, she's don't the, the I don't know if herself, the jailer is somebody I don't know. you try to con. Uh, yeah. Because that's all it is right now. It's an attempt, If that's if that's the way they go with this. I've always yeah. gotten the impression, and and Missy's talking, and Missy and Omi are talking in chat about the the novels. Um, I haven't read the Sylvanas one. Uh, I need to pick mm. that one up. But uh, I've always gotten the impression that the way Sylvanas was portrayed in games, she's one of my favorite characters. We'll talk about favorites in a few minutes. Uh, I've always gotten the impression that there was always that shred of humanity still uh, yeah. in, inside the Banshee Queen. That's why, honestly, I was kind of surprised that where Shadowlands was going when it was first revealed. I was like, "Wow, that kind of seems like a very evil departure from a semi evil character."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but okay, I'm willing to go with it. She's badass. I love her. Let's do it. Let's see what happens. And now I think this kind of plays back into more of the the Sylvanas that I've always kind of imagined in the yeah. the architecture of this character. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, if you're doing your tour guest, you can now see this scene. Well, uh, yeah, 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 because it's the story one story portion. So, yeah, you'll be you'll be fine. Uh, what else do we got today? Uh, class tuning. Class tuning. Honestly, I, I didn't see a ton here that I think people are going to be up in arms or excited about or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, Death Knights, uh, Blood Death Knights, Bone Shield gives you 70 percent uh, of strength uh for your armor uh was 50 percent frost got a damage buff frost mages got a damage buff <laughs> monk windwalker uh all damage increased by two percent using two handers brewmasters same thing assassination rogues uh all damage abilities increased by eight percent fury warrior is kind of the most interesting in, in my mind here all damage abilities increased by eight percent except for blade storm and dragon roar and Meat Cleaver Talent now increases Whirlwind's damage by 25%. It was 30. So a little bit above there. I don't uh, A little bit of a nerf there. I don't know if that 8% ability increase uh, is enough for a Fury Warriors. I feel they're lagging a little behind in my book, just in my own personal estimation. Uh, so maybe 8% isn't quite enough but all in all the changes on the classes weren't that big. I think the biggest change here and I'm not a PVPer so Zista uh, I know you're not huge into PVP but you can chime in here. Players will now drop PVP flags if they activate pod tender including the temple of kutmogu orbs. Note this fix was already applied prior to the patch before the the weekly reset. I think that's probably the biggest thing in these particular yeah. patch notes and these updates.
1: Well, pod tender is what the thing that makes you invulnerable and like heals you back to full when you die as what is it night fey i believe mm-hmm. so like if you were actually holding the flag during all that that yeah i could see that being a problem like 100 percent so I, I think it's a necessary change
0: yeah and everybody else was a buff um mm-hmm. but here's the thing i want to talk uh, in conjunction here with something because the arena world championships are kicking off uh, season 1 starts on the 15th, this Friday. Has it gotten more promotion than Hearthstone? <laughs> There's a bit of a change to the Arena World Championships this year with a two-season format um, playing into some cups, and if you win certain cups, then you're automatically in for Season 2. If you didn't play, some... And- there's a whole format video if, if you're interested in the Arena World Champions, or by proxy here, the the other event that runs at the same time, the, the Mythic races, uh, the Mythic Dungeon Internationals. Uh, those are getting ready to start here. January 15th, the first of four cups um, for EU and NA. Two different uh, sections. I, I'm not huge into PvP, but it feels really unbalanced to me right now to be starting the arena world championships. And uh, am I nuts or uh, am I on target? Everybody just got a buff basically in this class tuning, which is great. Some buffs I think like assassination maybe should be a little more. Fury Warriors should be a little more. Uh, Fury Warriors are doing a little better than I initially thought in my head. so I, I just feel like there's some balance issues that maybe should be addressed first before this arena, this AWC kicks off
1: uh yeah but if if people are gonna be doing these things they're gonna be picking the best classes anyway so i don't know i don't i don't think it's gonna factor too much into the race because you know let's i don't i don't know what classes do the best and what would do the worst but let's say you know for example that uh shadow priests are the worst class to have in there that just means people aren't gonna run shadow priests you know like the you know how those which
0: isn't that a detriment to the event like don't well, you think yeah, that's a sure. detriment to the event when you know you're not getting this wide diversity of classes people aren't enjoying necessarily what they're playing uh they're mm-hmm. only playing this because they like i we do that all the time with like different card games right magic the gathering players hearthstone players uh, final fantasy tcg players you know you play the deck at the tournament that's the strongest even though it's you it might not be your absolute favorite to run and and bores the shit out of you uh I don't think that's a that's never really a good look when yeah. when all of the teams are comprised of the same three classes, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh I look, know it's Magic, another Pally Death Knight Mage. Here we go. I know
1: Magic last year had like one card that dominated the whole scene and like changed the whole I, I don't know much about it. I just know there was one card in there. So when you have something like that, that's like it basically changes everything and like it requires that all that stuff. It makes it a little uninteresting. It's like it's the same as uh, Overwatch League uh, about two seasons ago. You know when Brigitte was dominating the meta. You know and everything was just all about goats. You know like you have you know Brigitte as, as one of your healers and and you have what was it before the roll uh, queue came in? I don't even remember what goats actually consist of. I think it was like three tanks, three healers, or something like that. Um, it, it was insane and it was unbeatable. You know so everybody started running that then, you know, so it 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 does. It takes the fun out of it. So
0: anyway, I said my piece. I'm not a huge PvP so I really don't care at the end of the day, but
1: but uh, even even as a f- uh, a fan watching it, yeah. it's not as fun yep. when it's the same carbon copy thing every single
0: time. Yep. Oh, look. It's a it's a mono water deck. Here we go. Yay. Mm-hmm. Uh bonus event this week is Torghast. Uh mm-hmm. the beast of Prodigium Torgast event started today. So you are now able to uh, get a beast in the in the in Torghast from your first Maw Power chest. You can gain the control of a powerful maw beast. Now it's one of three. It's either going to be a Horgul Hound of Darkness or a Naltare or a Valiok, depending on which item you choose. The chain of command, Wailing, Pendant, or Shade Essence Lore, respectively. As you're running, you will then have options to pick up different data mind powers that can then influence this little maw powerful beast running around with you. Uh, so, in addition to your anima powers, you can also make selections that will buff your maw beast. Have you had a chance to jump into it yet, Zista?
1: uh no i so i finished all eight layers of tour guests uh oh you got your mount i got the mount yeah i finished that last week uh we got a group together and we just hammered through it we were doing somewhere between one one uh layer to two layers a night just to and we did it like every night in succession just till we got it done um the, i think the earlier mount. layers we were hammering yeah, it's uh Maw is a whole different beast with the with mount for sure. Um but I still what the the thing that, that bothers me with it is you know the, the the Maw Beast vehicle mounts that are like in the, the dungeon or in the zone? Yeah. Um they seem to go just slightly faster than the mount for some reason, even though there's both supposed to be 100% speed. So you increases. have the
0: mount, but you still go for the capture? <laughs> I do. Every
1: time I see the capture one, I go for it anyway, because number one, you don't take fall damage. I don't know if anybody knows, but the, the vehicle one, you don't take fall damage. Um, So I, I take that every single time. Not that I have to worry about fall damage as a demon hunter, but it's just convenient to not have to dismount and just drop down and take no damage. That's true that's true yeah i I haven't got a chance to go in yet for the regular stuff but uh it i I definitely think this is something interesting to keep uh the maw changing a little bit because like at this point that we're at without endless uh or torgast rather without endless torgast you know like it needs something to keep people interested in it i hate torgast
0: um i'm just not a fan that's just not generally fan. which is weird because i love dungeons and you'd think it's yeah, not it's fun when you run a solo maybe you should try it's with, not a guild with or it's not fun with it's not fun in groups either um i mean unless we're it's <laughs> unless it's you me and somebody and, and a healer that you're trying to pay to let me die again the first freaking mythic we're in i'll give you 100 gold if you let him die
1: I mean, I, I bumped that price up to a thousand. They still kept healing you.
0: Yeah. Well, I told him, give me 200 of that thousand and go ahead and let me die. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, it's just Torghast doesn't do it for me. Like, it's this odd, like chore. It's, I think it's just too long. I think that's what it is. Like if it was a little shorter to do, you know, each day or whatever, you're going to do it. I don't know. I just feel like I spend too much time in there. Um, and I know well, it's not meant to be like this. Into, I know it's not meant to be like this overly rewarding, like here's a bunch of loot type thing. That's not what this was designed for. I totally understand that. But yeah. it doesn't feel rewarding at all. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, if you're particularly if you're doing once you, the, you have your legendary and corridors. you've leveled up your legendary all the way.
1: If you're doing the twisted corridors and it's really just cosmetic stuff, and I mean, yeah, yeah you get yeah. the mount at the end and the maw, then yeah, like that feels a little lackluster. Because even I'm like, we still have another three layers to go of 18 floors each. And it's just like, I, I wasn't having fun in that. But like, what was making it fun is the group that I was in, the people I was doing it with. And then some of the abilities that we were able to chain together were just absolutely broken. Like we had a we had a death knight with us that, you know, had the chains of ice that like link all the target's health together. And it was able to get multiple stacks on it. So we would pull like the entirety of a floor of Torghast in one pole and everything just melts and you sit there and he's sitting there at like a million DPS a second. And it's just like, what is going on right now? Like (laughs) something has to be done about that. It seems a little broken, but it was that like, that was a lot of fun, but it's like, it's like any other multiplayer game. It's, it's about the people you're with. Like that's, that's how much fun you're going to have. If you're doing it solo or people you're not meshing with, you're not going to enjoy it.
0: You know? I don't know. Um. All right. That's enough news. News. Uh. Let's. Uh. Since we, I figured we'd have a few extra moments in the World of Warcraft section. I figured we'd take a, a side step here and talk about our favorites. So I'm gonna rapid fire some things at you, Zista, and I'll give you mine as we go to chat. By the way, feel free to give me yours as we go. Uh. In chat, you'll know what I mean in a second. I'm gonna rattle off some categories, and I want you to tell me your favorite of all time in that category. Uh, when it comes to World of Warcraft. Now it could be in vanilla, it could be in any expansion. Shadowlands has been out long enough that I think you can make intelligent choices on all of these if you wanted to include a Shadowlands thing. I don't think there's any danger of, well, I haven't seen that enough, so maybe, no. No. I think we're fine. So here we go. Uh, favorite good guy type character. Not necessarily a good guy, like the you know the alliance and guy as in male, but favorite quote good guy character. Sylvanas. Good guy character. Sylvanas. Sylvanas. Ooh, all right. All right. All right. I'm going to go with Bolvar. Uh, I'm going to go with Bolvar end of Wrath of Lich King just to be specific too. Uh, okay. I mean, right now he's fine. There's nothing I don't like him. I just think he's, you know, not interesting right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Omi going with Bane. All right. Favorite bad guy character. I'll go first. Sylvanas.
1: <laughs> oh, you took mine too. That was also my favorite bad guy character.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sylvanas is my favorite bad guy character. Uh, she followed so well just like, either. like just underneath with with uh, Arthas. Uh, Arthas Menethil. Yeah.
1: She's she's great in both both sides of it. Like to, I think she was fantastic. In, like seeing her from the. The good guy aspect, if you're playing Horde, you know, and she's on your side in the line, like she had yep. a lot of depth and everything to her. And then now, only in recent events, seeing her as the bad guy, like, it's a whole different side, a whole different layer of her, but it's still her. Missy going it, with good guy
0: it. character Cadgar and bad guy character Garrosh. I didn't like Garrosh mm-hmm. very much. Like, I just thought the storyline was meh. Oh, I'm sorry, she introduced also Arthas as technically a tie, so. Uh, mm-hmm. Favorite playable race? Your turn to go first
1: um undead
0: blood elf yeah uh favorite playable class uh oh yeah okay. i guess is i got to go first uh even though i don't play it anymore warlock my yeah, my demon nostalgia hunter. gets me on that one uh on demon one. hunter all the way demon if, hunter if, if, if they, they ever took you demon and hunter rogue out of were like you were you were in love for a long time you and rogue
1: uh, yeah. Uh, 14 years, I think it was. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Never played another character who Was rogue for 14 years. Um, it was Cataclysm, I believe, or or when they changed the rogue, that's when I started not enjoying
0: it. <laughs> Little uh, Missy saying Taran for race. Yeah. Omi uh, saying Shaman as far as playable class. Little Missy saying Paladin Druid Hunter. I'm Pick your favorite playable class. Yeah, that is what I wrote in the show note. Not classes. Class. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was just checking. Cheater. Uh, Wild blink twice says snowman class. <laughs> I, Uh-oh. I hate snowmen. He knows it. He knows it. <laughs> I know he's, you he's do. He's trolling me. I know you do. Uh, favorite dungeon. Your first. Level.
1: This one... This one is rough because it's like I, I I don't know. My current favorite dungeon is the other side. Um, I love that place, with the exception of the final wing because it looks like Ardenweald. But um, I just love the whole concept of that. I, that. That's currently my favorite. That's my easiest jump to point. Um, but I think I think if I had to pick one from like forever ago, would be uh, um, what was it? Blackrock Depths, the not upper and lower blackrock but the the other one that had like the the arena in the middle with the and then had like the vault whatever one the attunement from molten core was i think is blackrock depth
0: i'm going to go with dead minds the original <laughs> um again nostalgia is getting me on this one so short story very short brief story on this one my when my brother and I started playing, well, obviously being rolling humans, that was the first dungeon we ran, and the first time we ran it, we ran it with three total strangers. Now I had played Final Fantasy XI for years prior, but Final Fantasy XI doesn't have dungeons in the way like EverQuest and World of Warcraft had dungeons. Right? Mm-hmm. There's a there's a similar concept, but it's not done the same. Uh, there's there's a raid concept in final fantasy 11 but it's not a raid as you would think it in the the way it, it the terms used today uh from everquest and from world of warcraft so a little different uh oh that damn it omi that is a good one halls a reflection from wrath that was tough that was tough uh anyway so this was our first that type of dungeon experience his first period, because he didn't play MMOs or do a lot of gaming prior to WoW. My first, because I'd played Final Fantasy XI, and that was my MMO experience for years prior to World of Warcraft. The first time we raided that, or did that dungeon, it, uh, it took probably about 40 minutes, 40, 45 minutes, with a pug of three, and him and I, uh, we were both DPS. I was warlock, he was mage. We took a break like a 10 minute break in the middle with everybody went outside on my porch smoked. We're like, this is fucking intense, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like sitting, a, it's like sweat on our brow. We're like, this is intense. Like having to sheep and pull and do this. And it, it's not like that anymore. The day, the days have changed, but yeah. So I've got to give it for nostalgia's sake to, um, the hell's the name of the dungeon? I'm like blanking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What is it? Mm -hmm. I'm totally blanking. I said it already and I cannot, now I cannot remember the name of the dungeon. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I can't remember what my favorite dungeon is. Deadmines! Thank you! Jesus! What just Mm -hmm. happened to me? Does anybody else smell burnt toast? Um, (laughs) Let's... (laughs) I literally had just said it four minutes before I told that story. and I'm like, that's why that's my favorite dungeon. What What was my favorite dungeon again? What the hell dungeon did I like for nostalgic reason that I can't even fucking remember the name now? Jesus Van Cleef would kill me. And I remember his name. Yeah. But,
1: uh, uh, Vanessa, or what was the other guy? Oh, Edwin. Yeah, there you go. Okay. I was just checking.
0: <laughs> well, I called original Deadmines, so it has to be Edwin. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I couldn't remember Deadmines four minutes after you, I said it. Do you prefer the
1: original Deadmines or the revamp Deadmines? Now, like as a player now?
0: Oh, now, as a player now, the revamp, of course. Yeah. yeah. The revamp. <clears> I, I think they did a great job with the revamp. They really did. I had did. no attachment really to the original. They really Oh, Hellfire Ramparts. Yeah. Wow, blink. That's a that's a good one too. Um, favorite raid. This, raid. This would be you. Uh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm hooking up B-roll here. You give me a second, because I actually brought a little footage. Oh, it's not of the raid technically, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it'll give you the idea. Ice crown for sure. You think, Omi? me goes with Ice Crown. Ice Crown is one of my favorites. Lil Missy saying Oh, Crown. Yeah. So this is the trailer for technically return to Karazan, but mm-hmm. ironically, the trailers that I could find for Karazan aren't from actually licensed World of Warcraft games. <laughs> oh. So we'll have to we'll have to let this uh, suffice. Uh, uh a l- nostalgia here a little bit too, but I also think this is a fantastic raid. ICC is right behind it. Right mm-hmm. behind it, like almost neck and neck. Uh, but since I didn't say raids, I said raid. I'll pick one. I'll uh, no go with Karazhan. I love this raid. I love this dungeon. The the return to uh, model of yeah. it. I, I just I love the story with uh, Medivh and. I love the the structure of it. If you want to go to this boss, go ahead. If you don't, here's two others you could go to. I like that Castle Nathria has that type of feel to it. That same type of feel we had in ICC that I just well, kind of this is a smaller raid, too. This yeah. is a 10-man raid. Yeah, I love 10-man ten, ten raiding. Final Fantasy uh, 14, 8-man. I, I love that. I wish they did raids differently, but it's 8-man. I think that's like the ideal group for me, is that, that like 8, 10, 12 mark. I've done 25 it's fine i've done 40 it's fine I'd, technically when i did 40 it wasn't relevant content but we still took 40 with us so whatever i that love crusade. that i love that so yeah burning crusade was when my brother and i started like really right. playing the game so i have a soft spot for these anyway yeah what about yours sure
1: um, like on on surface level, there's something that I really enjoy about like ZG and AQ twenty. Uh, those twenty man raids, I feel, was like a great sweet spot number. But anybody who knows me knows that my all time favorite raid is the original Naxxramas, and I don't know if it's just because I really like the aesthetics of it. I like the the option where you could choose which wing you want to go through, or maybe the fact that it was technically my first like end game. Progression raid that I ever did. Because, right. like, when I had joined, I was in a US 8 guild uh, in Vanilla. And when I joined that guild, uh, they were working through uh, AQ 40 already at that time. And I came in uh, to work on the last two optional, uh, which was, uh, I think it was what, Oribu or Oribo, uh, 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 Visitus, and uh, Cthune uh, itself. Um, so I came in and I learned Cthune, and I still think Cthune is like one of the best raid encounters ever designed for the game. I think it was really cool the way we had to like separate separate groups and stuff in there. Um, so we, we didn't put favorite boss in the game, but C'Thun would be my all-time favorite boss. Um, but favorite raid I think is just Naxxramas, the aesthetics, all that, and it kind of being, like I said, the very first time I pushed through learning every fight from the ground up with you know, a progression raid team. It was just, it was really exciting for me. And That's funny. If, if I had to go
0: favorite guy. boss, my favorite boss is in Nax as well. I, as my, mm-hmm. I just told you, you know, Karazan, my favorite raid. But if yep. we're gonna, if we want to add a favorite boss to that, I, it's, it's got to be Kel'Thuzad. I love the yeah. the model, the lore, the the fight is okay. Like it's an okay fight. Uh, it's not one of my favorites from like a mechanics perspective or anything like that. But I love that fight. Then I got to go to Tempest Keep, too. I love Kaelth- uh, Kael'thas in, in there. That fight, too. That's good. Kel'thuzad. We'll keep it at Kael'thazad. Uh, yeah. Wild wow, blink twice ain't Dragon Soul, where I met f- my fiancé. Little Missy sang, where I stole your pants. And Wild wow, blink twice says, and my heart. Oh, <laughs> it was love at first fright um favorite battleground
1: uh favorite battleground is Warsong Gulch
0: I don't have one uh, I hate battlegrounds uh favorite quest line <laughs> I don't like PvP uh, Rothy Basin I, I knew that one was gonna come up all over uh favorite quest line I'm gonna give it to my warlocks Mount questline line pre Wrath of the Lich King um, it was a pain in the ass but I have like almost never felt as accomplished <laughs> by having something that meant nothing in an MMO as when I got the the Nightmare Steed so I'll give it mm-hmm. to the Warlock Mount Quest which no longer exists and if you didn't play pre-Wrath of the Lich King you have no idea what I'm talking about uh, Dire Maul can suck my left butt cheek but oh. that quest line phenomenal. What about you?
1: Um. So I don't remember the name of it, but it was it was in Vanilla, and there was a quest chain a quest chain in. Um, I'm blanking on the name of the zone with the dead mines. It. It's no, dead mines. No, it's not dead mines. <laughs> Burning steps. No, that's not right. Uh,
0: I believe what you're trying to remember is the name Van Cleef.
1: No, whatever step have, uh whatever step, whatever zone had the dark portal in it. I forget. There was a quest chain in that zone.
0: The the zone with nether guard That's Burning Steps. Is it? No. Oh no, Blasted Lands. Blasted Lands.
1: Bla- yes, Blasted Lands. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the quest chain in, in Blasted Lands. I don't believe it started in Blasted Lands, but I know it ended in Blasted Lands. And you would go in, and it was a five man quest, and the the culmination of the group, you would summon this demon up on the top of a pillar on the um like in the zone and you'd fight it and this thing had this massive knockback and people would go flying off the pillar and die constantly and i remember the first time doing this quest my group died i think it was 25 something plus times doing it it was just so much fun and then like you get this crazy demon blade or whatever as the the reward Um, And it was like this very hidden, obscure, not like now hidden, obscure quest, but it was like, because it was in a zone that you didn't really travel to very much. Not a lot of people did that, that quest. And it was just, that one was a lot of fun.
0: From outside the game, by, by all means, uh, by the way, in the comments on readycheckradio.com or YouTube, take that list, give us your favorites. uh, If you want to, we'll definitely take a peek at them, maybe bring some of them to next show. Uh, from outside the game itself, particularly the retail game, since one of these little quick hits I'm about to give you is classic-related, Gold's taking a Twitch hiatus. Uh, no real reason. Just kind of tweeted. You know, there's a lot of reasons, but you know, too many to list out in a tweet. Going to be taking a indefinite break from streaming, letting his fans know that two days ago. Uh, two days ago. Asmund's done this before, though, I think. Um... I think he did this like last year too, didn't he?
1: Uh me personally, I'm not a big Twitch. It's not like Twitch streamer in general. I just I don't oh. watch a lot of Twitch, unfortunately.
0: Like, uh, and he does add just to kind of clear things up: not quitting, just taking a break. Not sure how long, probably about a month or so. It's not because of chat or Rust. <laughs> yeah, all that stuff going on with the uh, Rust game. Uh, obviously, chat tilts me sometimes, though. Uh, he says so. If you're a fan of Asmongold's Gold's content, uh, you're gonna you're gonna have a little bit of a hiatus. A little bit of we all need that. Like and, and I can't even yeah. imagine like on his level, you know, needing that. But any content creator, whether you have two people watching or two thousand people watching, it's yeah. it's
1: I just I took a break myself last yeah. week. I needed it, you know. Yeah, like, you always look I, at I, it I and you're even, like,
0: Oh, I'd love to do that. And then when you do it, yeah. you're like it's a job. Yeah. <laughs> you know?
1: I think uh, even PewDiePie's taking a, a break right yeah. now on Same. YouTube. So yeah. it's just like, yeah, a lot of people are taking breaks. And after 2020, I really don't blame them. <laughs> There's him.
0: probably a lot of mental health to get in order. You know, yeah. you got to take care of that aspect of your, your life too.
1: And any anybody that pushed through and continued streaming throughout 2020 to help people out, like you have no idea... How much people honestly respect and appreciate that? Like, like well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna try there. to
0: give you an idea, Zista, of how much people <laughs> loved that and respected that, because mm-hmm. not only does Cyberpunk 2077 help here, by the way, but also mm-hmm. World of Warcraft helped Twitch reach a record month of viewing in December, and for 2020 as a whole. This is all coming from Stream Elements and Arsenal.gg, showing a number of different milestones, but World of Warcraft blazing up to fourth, uh, a 48% increase in viewership with 76 million hours watched in December. Uh, and that's just World of Warcraft. Twitch as a whole, absolutely record-shattering, best month as far as total hours viewed and that wasn't just twitch either facebook gaming had a record month uh 338 million hours viewed not as much as twitch but still a lot of growth there uh, and then youtube had it's stuff. the year sucked there was a lot of things that kept people home whether it was quarantines or or you know anything like that yeah people were very very appreciative very appreciative um, by the way, I did want to point out that Cyberpunk did outsell Shadow, uh, Shadowlands on PC. I don't know if we talked about that. I think we skipped over Yeah, but that. Does,
1: does that still count after all the refunds?
0: Uh, you couldn't get the refunds on the PC. So uh-huh. uh, unless you were inside Steam's normal thing uh, or mm-hmm. GOG's normal rules. So yeah, huge numbers. Yeah, Pandemic has an awful lot to do with that too, but... Certainly a lot of appreciation going on. And uh, it's important to note that Classic, World of Warcraft Classic, has its 1st <laughs> Atiesh. Yes, the Owl Staff is back a little more than one month after the Nax launched. Like a month and a week-ish after mm-hmm. Nax launched. And I think, like I haven't gone, it, the numbers escape me at this point because it's been years since I touched that stuff. But I think that might be like the absolute earliest you could have gotten it with resets, right? Or pretty damn close. I believe it is because
1: back back when that first came out, nobody full cleared it the first week it came out. It just didn't happen Um, because you got to remember too, like, yeah, these races are fun to watch and all that now, but you're watching it with the knowledge of how to do these fights, right? Everything is already laid out, all the strategies, everything. It's not like we had to start from scratch, learn the mechanics. There was no PTR to test the bosses out early or anything back then we had to wait for it to go live go in test the bosses there was theories on like patchwork where you had to stand in the slime right and, you know if you weren't there, was were so many incredible theories with that that didn't end up panning out to be true and so like that stuff all held us back held us up so <laughs> yeah this i would say is the absolute fastest time it's ever been done it's 40 shards i believe or is Was it forty shows? Yeah, it's it's something like that. It's something like that. Yeah. So yeah, it's that's insane, insane.
0: Like I think, I think maybe with resets you could have done this one week. I'd have to look at the exact dates to look at the resets. And yeah, I was pretty damn close to as early as you could possibly get it, given that it released a a week and or a month and a week ago.
1: Jason says in chat that I'm too young to be back in my day. Jason, I'm a (laughs) I'm a vampire. I don't age. You you don't know how old I am.
0: Uh, In other Blizzard news, financials, we'll be talking about them on this show when they come out. They come out on February 4th. That kind of sucks, actually. I'm pretty sure they would have liked to see those in maybe a different... Because that's like the week before BlizzCon, isn't it?
1: Um, It's two days before my birthday. I know that much.
0: It's eight days before mine. Mm -hmm. The fourth is Thursday, and I'm pretty sure BlizzCon's the 12th, isn't it? It starts on my birthday. Somebody in chat maybe can correct me on the date of BlizzCon if I'm misremembering it, but I'm pretty sure that that's the twelfth, thirteenth, fourteenth that weekend. Nineteenth uh, and twentieth. I was gonna say about sixteen. It's five days after your birthday, Jason. It's it's the following week. Zista. Nineteenth and twentieth. Yeah. Okay. Yep, so February nineteenth two...
1: and February
0: twentieth. Okay, so it's two. It's two. Uh, two days or two weeks ahead. So, we'll Mm -hmm. be covering those, I'm sure. I would expect record-breaking numbers, which means we should have a layoff piece coming sometime this week. Um, That's a joke about how terrible Activision is. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. uh, I'm going to let you take this one. We got some Overwatch lore and a new challenge.
1: Yeah. Um... I, I have not actually read the, the lore piece. I kind of skimmed it. Um, I, I, I haven't been following Overwatch lore. That's not really my, my forte in it. But what was interesting is when I, I shared the, uh, the news about it with you was more that it seems like we were getting a new map of some sort, uh, which we did. It dropped today, actually. We got a new deathmatch uh, map, uh, Kanzuka, uh which to, uh, I have in the background of me right now and as you can see just above my head is what appears to be Hanamura so um, we got a nice new little deathmatch map there we got a uh, um, new challenge this week which means skin, sprays, you know all that fun stuff so I will be playing Overwatch this week for sure
0: gonna be streaming it? you wanna plug your stream? Um, in
1: probably, I usually stream the challenges I don't. I don't typically stream competitive Overwatch but uh, I'll stream the challenges.
0: I'll cover this one since I know you don't like speed running. You're not a fan. Mm-hmm. You're not generally a fan. But a new world record for Diablo 3 was set uh, at Games Done Quick. We're talking about three-man teams uh, running the the main story campaign. It was The entire campaign finished in one hour, 19 minutes, 15 seconds by a trio who was running all monks. Uh, presumably that would be for the movement increase uh, the the movement abilities there not only does that beat the record the current world record for a three-person team but it also beats the record for a four-person team as well so pretty impressive the video is available uh, on games done quick if you want to check that out a little over an hour to watch them three-person the entire uh, main campaign of Diablo 3 and not to be outdone, Diablo 3 is also getting its Darkening of Tristam event. That's coming back this month. So if you're looking to this this if you if you don't play a lot of Diablo, but you're looking to like level up a character very quickly or catch up in some paragon leveling and this event is a really good one to do it, uh, because there's tons of ridiculous kill chains going on through event buffs and tons of experience. So definitely worth checking out
1: this event is also it's like a recreation of diablo one within yeah. diablo three right so yeah. i've actually i was like when this first came out i was like oh i need to go check that out and then i didn't realize it was so like time limit and i i missed it i still to this day have not done that i don't know how many times it's come back uh now but go do it uh, I, I i might have to install diablo yeah it's kind of it's
0: kind of it. like a faux creation of, of the original yeah. diablo uh, finally, before we head on over to Lore Lies and call it a day, we do have some Hearthstone news. Not a lot, uh, but uh, for you players... Mind there... is getting nerfed. Oh, my my boy. My boy is getting nerfed. I totally <laughs> forgot we were going to talk about him, too. <laughs> <laughs> Here he is. Uh, yep. Edwin Van Cleef and Box by Knuckles both getting nerfed. Edwin Van Cleef going from three cost to four cost. Uh, and yeah, and Knuckles having a attack of four previously now having an attack of three. But it should be noted that not only are these two nerfs happening, but your boy Van Cleef, Blizzard has already said it's it's not really worth stocking up on or, or crafting or hoarding extra uh, Edwin cards because that's his his time and standard is coming to an end. Uh, and I think a lot of people are pretty happy about that one. Um, yeah. But, obviously, Hall of Fame's still a thing, so you'll you'll be able to use them, but you don't need to go ahead and hoard them uh, or craft a bunch of extra ones. Uh, and then there's an... I didn't see anything about this. Uh, I literally, just searching for news, I happened to find this, but uh, Hearthstone Battlegrounds players are using a Windows Firewall exploit to get extra turn time, according to PC Gamers. What the hell's going on here?
1: Um... So when you're in the battleground, if you have some of the things like um, elementals and pirates, especially where you could juggle cards to get extra coins to like increase the amount of things you could buy or there's so much going on with like the, the turn window. So what you can actually do, the long way to do this before was close out the game about 10 seconds before your turn actually starts. You just completely X out of the game. You then open the game back up and instead of watching the pre-scripted auto chess battle where it would just start knocking into cards, um, it would just start you into the buy phase for your next turn immediately. So you would bypass that and instead of getting like 70 seconds to do it, you might end up with like 130 seconds or you know something to do it. It actually was very significant. Uh, I will say that I have used this once or twice in the past when I was playing Battlegrounds uh, maybe I want to say five or six months ago um, just with certain builds it was absolutely like it felt like it was absolutely necessary to do and you see all the top streamers and everything doing it, it kind of was part of the 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 way to play it became so meta <laughs> I, yeah exactly so with the the firewall exploit it's, it's literally just being able to shut the game and Turn it back on without having to close the program down, so it, it saves a lot of time in that regard.
0: Yeah, Blizz is obviously going to have to do something about it, but you're kind of limited because of the whole you. If you want somebody that gets disconnected to be able to jump back in, yeah, then this, this window has to freeze be there. you. Yeah,
1: it should just freeze you there if you do that. It should just freeze you on that screen, not to let you, not allow you to buy anything or whatever until everybody gets to that point. That's right. how I feel is the way to do that.
0: Uh, and I'm sure they will do something at some point. But but the other like the without the firewall portion, that exploit's been around for a while. <laughs> I and mean, it's, yeah, yeah. it's not new. It's been so around maybe since they're the beginning of
1: Battlegrounds. So. Right.
0: So maybe they're not going to do anything about it. I think with the additional uh, firewall exploit, it kind of makes it a little more urgent. So we'll see. I, I think so. Yeah. By the way, if you've been playing on Mac or iOS and you've been having huge issues, Blizzard knows and fixed it, but then also acknowledged that they may not have fixed it. So Uh, If you've been having issues on those two platforms, they're aware. Uh, Keep your eyes peeled for a fix. And with that, let's head over and do Lore or Lies. This is the segment of the show where we give you three statements, one of which has a falsehood in it. The other two are the stone-cold truth. They're supplied by our resident... Uh, lore Keeper Lil Missy, you can follow her right on the bottom of the screen there. Little Missy 4205. Had to make sure last week I didn't have my glasses on. Uh, <laughs> uh, I hate this. Uh, so yeah, she keeps us up to date with all of this. Last week on Lore Lies, uh, Lore Keeper Missy tested your memory from playing through Shadowlands at launch now it's been a few months but everything that happens in the story is important as blizzard really does like to you know sprinkle in some future con in future content stuff from three expansions back they tend to do that uh so last week i told the lies sprinkled with a bit of truth it was me players first enter the shadowlands with the help of the new former lich king bolvar 4 dragon Darian Mograine just kind of comes along for the ride when Tyrande jumps in uh, headfirst to rescue Jana, Goel, Bane, and Anduin. You know, I guess the dark side of the moon does have some serious side effects. <laughs> no? All right, fine. You, you might want to check chat, by the way. I got to check chat? Oh, my God. And I got to read two of these. So since we don't have Indy, I hate you, Zista. <laughs> just redeem channel points, quest rewards to have me take off my glasses. Since we don't have indie today, I'll read the first one. Zistel will read the second one, and then I'll read the third one. This should be an absolute blast. Here we go. <laughs> I can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> we left off with. <laughs> Mizzy is going to beat the piss out of me if I get this wrong because I can't see it. We left off with players and NPCs meeting an unlikely ally while in the Jailer's Maw. Using the fragment of the Helm of Domination, Darian gets information on a possible way out from one of the many souls trapped within, within an amalgamation, a waystone.
1: Go ahead, <laughs> Uh As the party makes their way to the location of the waystone, an old enemy appears. First, the Valkyr made... Uh, First Valkyr, made by Odin, Helya returns to taunt the group, the results in Goel throwing his axe at her. The second dumbest move after using the elements in the Magora with Garrosh
0: Hellscream. I'm still here, I'm still here. Uh, New weapon in hand and kidnapped leaders all assemble, the party makes it to the Waystone that seems to react as they draw near. After all that work, players can only save one of them, so the others must be left behind, but not before Anduin does his light show to hold off the Mossworn and the Jailer. So did the first thing I say have a falsehood in it? Did Zistas, or did the second thing I say have a falsehood in it? You'll have to let us know in the comments below, and it's not enough just to tell us where the lie is. You've got to tell us what the lie is as well, uh, let me try and bring up the next slide here. <laughs> we will, of course, be back next Tuesday with the answer to that question and more news and hopefully a wild indie will appear. We, we don't know what's going on, but hope everything's okay there. Uh, but, chat, don't go anywhere. Right after the show, after a few minutes of post-show, the channel will go dark for about 30 seconds and come back up with Mr. Jason Winter streaming. What are you doing today, sir? How are you? Well, I was so busy watching the show, I almost forgot to like unmute myself and pull off my little uh, you know, thing to hide the camera. Or, or I mean, well, see, you almost forgot. Last week, see, I got was... thrown into this no-glasses situation and totally forgot to introduce you, mm-hmm. uh, for <laughs> which I apologize. System. Did he do it last week? Did he put the points I didn't week? do it
1: last week, no. No, it oh, was
0: okay. DJ Havoc in chat that did it, week that did asking it last week. week. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. It was my uh, damn yeah, brother. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to continue on with uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. So, uh hopefully. I'm a little sad though that I actually just played a little offline uh, about a couple hours ago and I saw some alien butt. So. Uh but you might not get that here. That's that's not good. That's I not know, good. I know chat wants the butt. <laughs> Jason with the Mass Effect and you've kind of like started a disease <laughs> across the internet by the way. I've like, got what across the internet? You've like started a mass effect andromeda disease. Like yeah, everybody you know, has started playing it. <laughs> I hope I'm responsible for it. It'd be the second best disease I ever spread. Oh, I don't even want to touch that one with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> All right, so chat, stay tuned for Mr. Jason Winter. Until next week, though, Zista, where can everybody find you? Uh
1: you can find me on Twitter at itzista and on Twitch at Zista X-I-Z-T-A.
0: I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me personally right there at the bottom of your screen at MagicMan1. But more importantly, follow at RC Radio so that you get all the tweets about the new shows, the uh, streamers, what they're streaming, when they're live, the schedule, and everything set right to your feed. Turn those notifications on, please. Until next week, stay safe. See you in the servers.
1: So can I redeem a no-glasses tank run? Is that that a thing?